Hello, everybody, and welcome to an all-new episode of All Queued Up, your review podcast tied to streaming services like Netflix, Amazon Prime, HBO Max. Sorry, now it's just called Max. Had to hold, download a whole new fucking app for it yesterday. Oh yeah, I got to do. I got that to look forward to. Yay! You know what's lucky? It's uh, here's. I downloaded on my phone and my Xbox, and it remembered my account. Well, that's good. So hopefully that'll do the same for you. But yeah, it's uh, it's frustrating. You know they. These services, like we started doing this podcast when, um, when it was just Netflix. We didn't Netflix have... and Amazon Prime. Yeah, that was and, it. And well, there was YouTube was YouTube Red, and there was yeah. Hulu. But now we've got Paramount Plus. We've got you know HBO and Discovery Service Max. So we've got fucking uh, Peacock. Uh, yeah. You know, there's well, the, the Apple thing TV. Was like, and... All these services had, like, they didn't have to start their own. They didn't have to do this. They did it because they thought they saw the writing on the wall. And now HBO Max slash Warner Brothers and Netflix and um, Disney Plus and uh, not Paramount so much or Peacock. They're doing all right. But those other services, they're struggling. Because, you know, they're they're doing exactly what they thought they needed to do, where they were putting all their content on the service, saying like, "This is what will get people to subscribe," and then we'll try to put new content. But the problem is, is that's costing too much. So mm. it's a it's a catch twenty two for all of them. So, but that's kind of why uh, HBO Max did that. You know, not just because they put Discovery onto their system, but because they are. Uh, They they're trying to change what they they have. They're trying to not change it per se, but like they don't want to be just tied to HBO. Yeah, yeah. Since it's Warner Brothers uh, uh, Discovery now, so like all those HBO shows will be on there, but they owned by Warner Brothers. So why just call it HBO Max to them? Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, sure, I guess it's like. Uh, it's like Paramount having Showtime. But yeah. They don't call it Showtime Max. So, anyway. Um, I'm your host, Greg Dietz, with noises by Don Fisher, as you've already heard. Uh, but, uh, Maya, how has your week been? I'm pretty good. Um, actually, I have some exciting news to share. What's that? A very dear friend of mine who... Won't, I won't name here because it's their business to share who would, you know, I was asked to be a bridesmaid in their wedding today. Oh, shit. Yeah. So she and I and her sister are all going to go dress shopping soon. Obviously, nice. I said yes. Well, I mean, I'm going to assume it's your first time being asked to be a bridesmaid, so... Well, yeah, yeah. Considering, <laughs> I was like, I not to not to dead name or anything like that, but I'm sure you've been asked to be a groomsman, so in the past. Um, no. So this is your first time being a, a member of the wedding party. Uh huh. Oh well, have fun. Yeah, my own brother didn't even ask me to be part of his wedding party. On. 
either of his three marriages. That's uh, I'm sorry. Well, let me. Mm, I don't know how to be for being a bridesmaid, because, but <sighs> being a member of the wedding party can be a pain in the ass. Sometimes, some a little bit fun, but mostly a pain in the ass. From my experience, anyway. So, yeah. But yeah, you know, I'm 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 still I'm excited about it. I'm looking forward to it. It'll be cool. I'm sure there will be stressful headache moments, but hey, life is stressful and headache moments at times. You know, true. Um, but yeah, other than that, uh, let's see. I finished off. Um, finished off Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Got the platinum trophy on it. Um, really fun game. Uh, really good storyline. Really enjoy it. Can't wait to see how they wrap it all up in a third installment because it's obvious they're going to have to. I was going to say, does it end in a cliffhanger-ish sort of way thing? Um, yes and no. And I don't know how much of the game that you have watched. I'm still at that part we last talked. Very early. Okay. There's I'm honestly, I'm going to be honest with you, like, Jeff has a Series X. So I'm so, thinking about renting it when I get to Texas because I'll have access to his Xbox. So. Oh, okay. Well, let's just say there's something that happens in this game that you end up with an item or two that could possibly tie into the sequel trilogy. I have heard that there's a very good chance with this game that Cal Kestis could join live action, much like Ahsoka. Well, I would be all fucking for that. It's totally fucking possible with the age of the actor. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's only in, he's in his 20s. And this game set, the first game it's was set, the first game was set five years after Order 66. And this one is set 10 years after Order 66. It's actually set at the same time that the Obi-Wan series is set. Right. Um, <clears throat> but, uh, you know, he's in his 20s. So if he were going to do some live action stuff, you know, they could do shows and stuff set in whatever time period. Uh, and he could do that for a while. Yeah. Yeah. I want to play that game. I want to play it. I don't want to fucking watch it. Like, there's a bunch of games that I want to know the story of, and I'll watch them. And there's a lot of games that I can't play because of restrictions, or that I can't see myself playing for a while, and I'll watch them. Like, I didn't have an, I didn't have a PlayStation or access to a PlayStation long enough to play the original God of War or Spider-Man. Um, but I. I wanted I wanted to know the story, so I ended up watching him. Um, okay, he's twenty nine now, actually. So gotcha. He'll be thirty in August. Hmm. But with this situation, I do see myself having an opportunity to play it. 
So I'm like, do I continue watching it or do I just wait? Hmm. I think you can avoid the spoilers. I'm not going to spoil any content for I you. Have but... already. <laughs> I have already. Um. I mean, I I I didn't fucking get any spoilers for you know, Hogwarts Legacy, and I'm playing the hell out of that right now. How dare you, Greg? I'm trying. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I thought you were my friend. Oh I, God! I don't know if it was clear, but I don't think y'all should have rights. I mean, that's. Yeah, yeah, well. <laughs> you can trying, laugh at that and not make it sound like just, that was my actual opinion. <laughs> we're, we're just trying to fuck kids, you know. <laughs> I'm going to put that in the Fox News. You, you heard it here first, Tucker Carlson. I admit it. You know, I don't it's know if you heard his... agenda all along. I don't know if you heard his interview after he got fired. No. But his, his entire... His entire like idea on that stuff might change. Um, he was basically saying that when you when you work for these companies, and you you fucking spout the shit that they believe and their audience yep. believes. Yep. Tommy Lauren, before she became right wing as fuck, was liberal as fuck in South Dakota. Yeah, it's money. it's money. She's just a paid shill. They're all paid shills. Fuck them. Yeah. <clears throat> oh boy. But yeah. Um. But yeah, that's 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 been my week. Yeah, I, I, I finished up Jedi Survivor and I started playing uh, MLB Twenty Three the show. Uh, really enjoying this year's installment. It has this. You know, I'm a big baseball fan, and uh, I have, I've had a lot of the show titles since 2009, 2008 or 2009 when they first came out. You know, I've gotten a not every installment, obviously, because why pay sixty bucks every year for a new version of the same game reskinned. But this year I went ahead and bought it, even though I had last year's too. <clears throat> and I'm glad I did because there is a whole mode of gameplay dedicated to the Negro Leagues. Um, and they've actually partnered with the uh, official Negro League Museum that's in Kansas City. And they have a game mode where you can play as eight different players from the Negro League era, including Satchel Page, Jackie Robinson, Buck O'Neill, and five other guys um, that you probably haven't heard of before. And their accomplishments and what they did, it's amazing. So each, each mode, they're split up into ten episodes for each player, uh, nine or ten. Uh, like Satchel Page has 10, Jackie Robinson has 10, Buck O'Neill has 10, and I think the other guys each have nine. But <clears throat> there's like an introduction from the president of the Negro League Museum, uh, and he sits down and he talks uh, for a couple of minutes about each player. Then you go and play a few game moments split up into episodes 
talking about their accomplishments, you recreate them on the field in gameplay. It's like Satchel Page had, you know, these names for his pitches. You know, they weren't called a four-seam fastball. They weren't called a two-seam fastball. They weren't called uh, the slurve. They weren't called this. He would name them, you know, his B pitch because it's going to be there when it gets there, when he needs it to be there. (laughs) And he called one his dipsy-doo. He called one his dodger. You know, that was his curveball, his dodger, his bat dodger. Um, and, you know, you play a couple episodes, and then they talk a little bit more about their accomplishments and their life and their struggles and things, and then you play some more. And it's like a little documentary that's intercut. And then after it's all said and done, you can watch, after you complete them all, you can watch the documentary parts by themselves and it's almost like an hour's worth of footage after it's all said and done. So it's really fucking cool. You know, it talks about how Jackie Robinson wasn't even nowhere near the best player in the Negro Leagues. And he was the first one to break the color barrier in the major leagues uh, when he did. And uh, <clears throat> how he was a four-star athlete at UCLA played football, basketball, baseball, and ran track, and baseball was his weakest sport. So it's it's just, it's fascinating stuff. It's a wonderful mode of gameplay. I'm really glad they added it in. And what's cool is, you know, there's other modes of gameplay, and this, this, this game, as you perform and do things on the field, um, you earn in-game currency called stubs. And when you get enough stubs, you can buy packs of virtual baseball cards and you can draft players to a fantasy team that you can build and play, uh, in modes on there. It's really fucking cool and really in depth. I really enjoy it a lot. So I'm working on all the trophies for that. And I've only got two left to get, but it's a lot of fun, but yeah, that and uh, being asked to be a bridesmaid and finishing up Jedi Survivor and had a doctor's checkup today. Uh, you know, that's and everything went well. That's 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 been my week. How about you? How's your week been? Uh, just been been busy with either. Uh, oh, I got fucking furious with Steve. So I'm sure I told you, but Steve doesn't. Uh, he doesn't own the place anymore. He's not my boss. Yeah. But he stayed around all day on fucking Sunday and he was just pissing me off. Saturday. It was Saturday. Sorry. Yeah. Saturday he stuck around all day. No, this was Sunday too. Yeah. Cause like he just he just gets drunk in the halfway through the day and he's just fucking pissing me off so much. Just will not shut the fuck up. Oh man, I was so fucking irritated with him. Um but it's weird because I don't have the position to say anything. Like I like, yeah, he's not my boss, but also at the end of the day, like he still has some control because the new guy doesn't know all the ins and outs of that place. And that's why Steve is there. Uh. Yeah. So I got to fucking deal with him. Ugh. Hopefully this, hopefully Saturday he's not there. It's just me and Linda. That'd be fantastic. Um, but, uh, we'll see. We'll see. Well, you only have to put up with the guy for two more weekends. 
Yeah, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Yeah, it's gonna be a pain, but um, no, it's just been you know the dialysis classes and playing Hogwarts Legacy here and there, half half an hour here, half an hour there, you know that that kind of thing. Because I just have so much stuff, and like if I can take the opportunity to have like uh, I watched Quantumania with the folks because that came to Disney Plus, and I was they they really fucking dug it. They had a lot of fun with it, which that's all that yeah. movie is. It's just fun. Yeah, I watched the last Friday or Saturday. Really enjoyed it. Yeah. It's a good movie. I mean, it's not like it's a solid seven out of 10, which means it's good. Yeah. You know, I think eight, nine, and 10 is like progressively better. And then six and five is like, eh, it's less than good. And anything under five is like, it gets worse from there. But seven should be your baseline. It's like your, it's like our, um, if we give something a fucking a B, that doesn't mean it's bad. It means it's good. No. Yeah. If we give something a C, that means it's passing. That means it's it's fine. There's some problems, but it's fine. It's yeah. a D and an F that you want to avoid. But anyway, um, I just get fucking mad at people who online are like, it sucks because I said it sucks. And I'm like, you suck as a fucking person. Yeah. Um. Stop sucking people. I mean, if you want to suck people, that's your prerogative. I'm not here to judge, but okay. <laughs> uh, I did get excited this weekend, or not yesterday. Um, I'm a fan of Star Trek. I do really enjoy Star Trek. I haven't watched everything Star Trek. I haven't like I've never watched every episode of Next Generation, even though I I find that to be the best Star Trek show. Um. But there's a there, the there's a current show, two shows right now, that I think are fucking fantastic in terms of Star Trek, and that's Lower Decks, which you can find on both these you can find on Paramount, um, and the other one is Strange New Worlds. Uh, Lower Decks is a half an hour animated comedy based around the people of like that that you see in the background of a Star Trek show. They're the ones that keep the ship running, but they're not really the main characters. They just have a job on the ship, much like a background technician on a submarine. You know, that guy that's like designated to carrying stuff. However, the four characters that we follow on Lower Decks are, they have history with Starfleet and, and, but it's a comedy. It's genuinely really funny. Highly, if you like Star Trek at all, highly recommend it. But the other show, which is Strange New Worlds, is a brand new show. And it takes place before Kirk. Before the, the, the original series. Um, with Commander Pike. And Pike is a very prominent, important character in the timeline of Star Trek, too. So. Yeah, he was in the J.J. Um, <clears throat> Abrams movies. Right. I liked um, his character. That's a different timeline. Whatever. Uh, it is. Now, here's the kicker. So, Strange New Worlds takes place arguably first in the timeline. I'd say Discovery does, and then it goes to the end of the timeline, but Discovery is a whole nother can of worms. Um, Lower Decks is arguably the furthest in the timeline. If you ignore Discovery, it's the furthest. Uh, Jack Quaid, who you might know as uh, Huey from The Boys, yeah. he plays um, Boimler. Um, what the fuck is his first name? I can't think of his first name. It doesn't matter. So his last name is Boimler. Everyone calls him Boims or Boimler. 
He has purple hair and um, uh, he's a bit neurotic. Uh, and he just wants to be part of what makes Star Starfleet so important. He just follows everything by the books. Brad, that's his first name, Brad Weimler. And then there's Beckett Mariner. And she is played by Tawny Newsom. Uh, <clears throat> it's hard to say like where others have seen her from. But she's she's been in quite a bit of stuff. But um, her character is that she doesn't like what can be. She likes to go on go into her own thing. Well, her and Boimler are like best friends. So the fact that those two hang out and one's by the books and one's not, a lot of shenanigans happen. It was revealed at Comic-Con last year that they were going to appear, that um, Jack Quaid and Tawny Newsom were going to appear as Mariner and Boimler in live action for Strange New Worlds. I immediately thought, how the fuck is that going to happen? And then I went, oh yeah, time travel exists in Star Trek. Um, in the newest trailer that came out for Strange New World Season 2, which premieres next month, one of the episodes is going to have live-action Mariner and Boimler, played by the same voice actors that play them in, the, in, the, in Lower Decks. Because they look exactly like their counterparts. And I got more than excited. I got like cool. a little girl's about to get her first like a cotton candy at a state fair, kicky legs. I'm like I have a boy crush, kind of excited. Well, that's like, cool. I jumped up and my dad's in his chair at dialysis, and I was like, "Dad, look, <laughs> holy shit!" Because him and I have been sharing both those both those shows. We're trying to watch Picard, but Picard's a Picard's a, the star it, it exists and it's in Star Trek. Um, but yeah, we're gonna we're also gonna try to watch a lot of uh, Discovery, I think, because we haven't watched any of that. So, uh, Star Trek is one of those things that when my dad passes, it'll be the thing that I remember him most by. It'll be the thing that I connect to him with the most. You know, he grew up as a Trekkie. It's it's something that I fucking love because of him and. He's always asked me, like, when I'm gone, what do you want of mine? Like, what do you want to keep? And I'm like, I don't really, like, stuff is stuff. Like, it's not important. It's it's the memories. It's the lessons. You know, that's the, that's what's important. And he's like, yeah, but if you could have one thing, I'm like, I'll fucking take the Star Trek Barbie <laughs> and Ken. I'll, I'll take the fucking Star Trek Barbie and Ken. Just, that's what I'll take. He's like, okay. I did tell you that he gave me, like, the uh, original series. Like, it looks like a fucking Starfleet uh star starship manual like an enterprise manual oh yeah the box set of the blu-rays no 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 it is an old school like 60s i think it's in the 60s uh book and it has like blueprints that starfleet would have written up oh for like the phasers and the communicators and the fucking ship themselves and and the warp drive and the fucking uh uh um all this stuff it's and it's old. from the 60s? Yeah, it's old. So, I guess that explains, you know, not explains, but uh, makes sense in the fact that, you know, Star Wars, you know, how they do their technical manuals back in the day. 
for the same types of things, ships and droids and blasters, etc. So I guess they got the idea from that. Are you talking about Star Wars got the idea from that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's it's dope. I dude, I'm so fucking excited. Like that was that was a highlight of my week because I just got fucking way too excited about that. The reason I bring that up is because my brother's now watching fucking Strange New Worlds for the first time and he's like being overly critical. And I'm like, dude, yeah, it was oh, okay. I know which brother you're talking about. I was thinking of you were talking about the other brother probably went to a liberal landscape. Oh, no. I've heard that. I've heard that people say that shit. And I'm just like, are you paying attention to the show? It's a weird comment to make. No, I mean, you know, the one brother actually physically going to a liberal location. (laughs) That's strange new worlds to him. Oh <laughs> no! The joke that I thought you were going for was that yeah. Star Trek is a yeah, it's it's a fucking it's a liberal utopia. It's a, it's a like I don't say communist, but it's fucking socialist as hell. Mm-hmm. Like they have technology for you to do whatever the fuck you want in a virtual space, aka the holodeck. And it's free. They have food replicators. There is no poverty. Because there is no fucking money. Food is made easily. Like, in the show, Picard, he has a liner, or he has a vineyard. Like, he doesn't make money off of it. He just, they own that land. Not own it, they just live there. I don't even know if they own it. It's, it's Star Trek is wild. But it's not fucking conservative by any stretch of the imagination. And so when people say Star Trek went woke, I'm like, uh, went? If you're talking about the first fucking episode of Star Trek in the 60s, yeah. Always been yeah. one of fucking Yahoos. Yeah, fucking Yahoos. Anyway. Um. Yeah, my brother's texting me because there's an episode of Strange New Worlds where they go to a planet and like they sacrifice a kid every year to keep the planet from dying. It's a weird situation, but it turns out to be bubkiss bullshit. Who's gonna miss that kid? There's too many of them. The whole point of the episode is to be like traditions are whack, yo. Oh, I know. Don't hang your laurels on traditions. And, like, that message, I guess, went over my brother's head. So, um, anyway, why don't we go ahead and talk about what we're supposed to review, huh? Been all over the place. Yeah, let's do that. Uh, it's the penultimate episode of Marvelous Miss Maisel, penultimate series episode of Marvelous Miss Maisel. So, uh, yeah, if you would like, give it a say, uh, Oh, sorry. A synopsis, and while you're giving the audience a synopsis, I'm going to go grab some water. All right. Um, Well, this episode, episode eight, it's titled The Princess and the Plea. Um, Here's a brief rundown. 
Abe causes problems at Ethan's school. While waiting to discuss the matter with the headmistress of the school, Joel and Midge separately reflect on their relationship. Abe assesses Esther's intellectual potential. While visiting their alma mater, Bryn Mawr College, Midge and her former classmates retrieve hidden messages that they wrote to their future selves. Midge simply reads, don't. Gordon Ford is ecstatic that his wife, Hetty's connections, gets Britain's Prince Margaret on the show. After, Hetty urges Midge to rightfully take credit for the princess's funny skit. Midge, surprised to learn that Susie knows Hetty, insists that she asks Hetty to get her on Gordon's show. Meanwhile, at a dinner, Abe recognizes Midge's personal strength and regrets supporting her less than Noah during their childhoods. Susie reluctantly asks Hetty to get Midge on the show. When Hetty asks Gordon, calling in a favor, he considers it. And at the same time, Midge rushes off after receiving an urgent phone call. And that's how the episode ended. And I just want to say, Abe's fucking realization of how he had always supported Noah and never supported Midge at that dinner and realized her fucking personal strength and her determination and how she has done everything she set out to do. And that, you know, that that scene was just, you know, I know awards are meaningless, but that was Emmy worthy, you yeah. know? You know, that, that, that scene, I think I teared up a bit because it was just, it was just perfect. It's just perfect. It, it's it's nice to see a character like Abe come to his senses and realize the damage that he's done. I think a lot of a lot of adults, a lot of parents, they don't ever catch that. They don't ever see the damage that they've done. Um, last night was the penultimate series finale of Ted Lasso. Mm. And in it, one of the main themes was how parents, not intentionally, will pass their trauma off onto their kid with a little bit extra on the side. This is not an intended sort of thing. A lot of parents are just kind of doing what they can with what they can and how they can. And unfortunately that, you know, doesn't always play the way that you want it to. And Abe's realization of that, Abe's coming to his senses about that. I could watch that forever. Like it's, it's wonderful to see a character like Abe, realize that so i was i was all about that fucking scene yeah yeah it was very touching very emotional um really really tugged at the heartstrings did you know your hearts have strings there's a song there in front of it but i can't think of it I'm trying to do a parody of the Taylor Swift song. 
I don't know any of her songs. Sorry. No, that's fine. You're a metalhead. I get it. I am. I am. Still bitter that I missed out on the Breaking Bus show this week. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. I had already forgot about it, so I don't know why you can't forget about it. <laughs> because I was involved in it, or should have been involved in it. I had it planned for three months. The, the the fortunate thing was, you know, last Friday when I found out for sure that I wasn't going to be able to go, I was able to cancel my paid-in-full Airbnb condo with a pool. Uh, I was able to get a full refund on that at least. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, so I wasn't out any money after it was all said and done. And my friend that gifted me the tickets and I gave them back to her, even though she had two new tickets to go see it because she originally had tickets to go see Pussifier on the same night in another city, but she had to sell those because uh, things fell through and she wasn't able to go to it. So she bought more Breaking Benjamin tickets. I gave her the original tickets she had gifted me back and she said she used those and just sold the others because the others were easier to sell because they weren't floor seats. They were cheaper because the floor seats were like 209 bucks a piece for the two seats that I had. She said they turned out to be shitty fucking seats because of the way they had things positioned. Uh, I was like, oh, that's unfortunate. She said, but the show was great and great energy. That's good. Yeah. But yeah, anyway, sorry. Totally sidetracked there. You did a little uh, bit. I did. I did. But yeah. So what did you think overall about this episode? I thought it started out a little bit on the slow side, but in a charming way. Yeah, yeah. like I was I was confused as to why we needed to watch Midge meet with some old friends. I was like, are we just like what's like I hope this isn't kind of where the rest of the episode's gonna go. Like, it... I think I texted you, I was like, boy, this started off real fucking slow and lame, and but it got amazing real quick. Yeah. Yeah. The the whole, uh, her and Joel separately having their own uh, yeah. moments, you know, recalling fond memories. Uh, and, you know, it, it made some references to the very first episode and the dialogue, which I thought was a clever but funny way to do callbacks to that stuff. Uh, you know, it's it is well done, but it really got better once it, it got to, you know, the writing uh, for the Princess Margaret being on the show the actual segment where she is on the show, uh, Midge's meeting of Hetty and Hetty telling her, take credit for what you wrote. Uh, and then, you know, the whole confrontation with Susie, like, hey, you had an, a way in for me this whole time and you haven't used it. She's like, I want you to do it on your own. She's like, this is me asking you to do this for me you know so that was 
basically she's like, this is how badly I want this. Yeah. No, I, I, I completely agree with you. Like her, her confronting Susie about it and Susie just like, Susie not wanting to because of some arbitrary bullshit was, it was interesting. It was, it was, because I think from my angle, I, I see both sides of this argument, you know, Susie doesn't, Susie doesn't want to have to deal with a fling, an old fling. You know, whatever happened between them, it's not what Susie wanted. But on the inverse, if Susie wants Midge to be successful, Midge is right. Mm-hmm. Because unfortunately, that's how that's how that's how Susie's gonna make her money. That's how Susie's gonna make her living, is by going out on a limb and sacrificing her own well not well-being, but you know, swallowing that pride. Yeah. And clearly that's the, that's, that's going to be the, the, the kicker right there. That's what's going to cinch it. At least that's, that's what they're alluding to. With the yeah. final shot of the episode. Yeah. Which we'll be able to watch soon. Um, which I, for one, am very, uh, excited about and looking forward to but i'm also a little melancholy and sad about you know i just hope it's uh I, i'm hoping to be fitting and satisfying if not bittersweet ending i mean it'll be a little bittersweet i don't think it'll be a shit ton bittersweet but because i think one of the aspects to the, the characterization of everybody in this is that um, they uh, this, it's like I said, this needs to have a they really need to let, nail the landing. And if it's just, yeah, Mitch just stand up on Gordon Ford and uh, they're both successful. Ha 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 ha. Or like I, 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 I'm not gonna lie. I'll be real upset if they go. Well, they both died in a car crash. I'll be real upset about that. I'm yeah, not we'll, even sure about that. We'll we'll see how it ends. We'll see how it ends. I just, I think this is. Is this the first time we've actually had a show that we've covered knowing that it's the series finale coming up and the anticipation and this and that? Because we've, so. we've, we've had shows that we reviewed that ended up becoming canceled before they got to play out. Uh, I mean... I have to go back and look, but I don't. We feel like we've been doing the show for too long for that to not be the case. You're not wrong, but I don't know. It's been a while. If that that's the case, because I don't remember it recently. Yeah. I think you know there are some characters that there are some characters in this that I I. I do want to know their fate. 
like this show isn't just about Susie and Mitch. You know, no. they have a bunch of characters that we need to know. But we don't need to know from that, like, to that degree. Like, I don't need to know how Abe and Rose pass on. Don't need to know that. I would like to know if Rose is doing her uh, her uh, dating thing because she has nothing else to do since Abe died. Like that shot that we had where they were like, we don't have the money, yada, yada, yada. <clears throat> I want to know if that she's doing that because Abe passed. I don't know. I mean, you remember Whenever. she was a trust fund kid who cut off her trust fund family. And that was in 1973. But we also know that Midge's one wedding a couple episodes prior that she uh, called off was also set in 1973. And Abe was alive in that scene when they were talking about the cake. Very expensive cake, you know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just feel like they have a lot to cover in this final episode. Personally, they do. Like, they do. I think it's going to move fast. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I just really hope it's not a shitty ending. Like, there's so many shows that I've watched that just have had garbage endings, and I just don't want this to be one of them so badly. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm a little worried because the show's been fucking stellar from front to back. Yeah, it really has. <clears throat> so, you'll have to forgive me if I get a little nervous. <sighs> oh, sorry. I oh, just, I, the show has had its ups and downs. It has had its tribulation outside of the script, you know. This show fought tooth and nail to to get its ending. And I think that's why I'm so like attached to it having a good ending. Yeah. But uh, I also put it this way. For anyone watching this show and you're sad about an ending, please keep in mind an ending's a good thing. I think in this country we have this really strong detachment from the end. We look at the end as finite. But it's not. It's not finite. It's just part of the journey. You know? And this isn't... I'm not just talking about the end of a show or the end of a book or finishing a video game. Talking about death as well. I think we all look at death as that's it. That's the end. But not really. What I mean by that is, you know, my dad and I were talking about existentialism here today because he's talking about his death and my mom's death. And I'm not, not sad that they're going to... I'm sad I'm not going to be able to have any more conversations with them. Though... Like I said earlier about Star Trek, I'm still going to be able to have those memories, you know. Yeah, and those memories with 
him are going to last through me and potentially through others if I can pass on that knowledge, if I can pass on that attitude. And I think every time we watch something, we play something, we read something, those pieces of media have an impact on us. They, they There's something about that that sticks with each of us. So when we watch a show that ends, it doesn't really end, does it? We get to keep thinking about Midge and what she put up with and what she went through. We get to take the lessons of what these characters did and have done and apply them to ourselves. You know, Ted Lasso's ending next week. It's it's the series finale as well. And I don't find myself being sad that they're gone. I find myself being relieved. We got to see the front and back of the story. We got to experience that. And we get to take what we want from those stories and implement them in our real lives. We get to see these characters grow and say to ourselves, what about them can I, can I take to better me as a person? That's why I love shows. That's why I think that's why we review these movies and TV shows, why we used to review video games and, why I think so many people attach to characters. You know, I have a little shrine collection of Donatello on my shelf. But it's not just because I like purple. Or he was just my favorite turtle as a kid. I think of what kind of character Donatello is and what he represents and why that's who I see myself as and what I can take from Donatello and the turtles as a whole. You know, I go to other shows and characters and and things that we enjoy and watch. And I go, what can I do to be a better person? And so I think of Susie and I think of Midge and I think of what they've done and what they went through and how hard they strived to do what they did. And that's why I'm happy that the show's ending. Well, not to be as deep as you, but I just think it's hard to keep telling a good story after five or six years. I think that's your <laughs> I think that's your sweet spot. Five, six years max. Don't push it past six. If you can do five and do it well, do five. Yeah. Uh, there's that but, too. But no, you know, to touch on what you were talking about, I saw something today, and it made me smile. And it said, the person that you loved, I'm paraphrasing here, the person that you loved, don't be sad that you didn't get to spend the rest of your life with them when they passed away be happy that they got to spend the rest of their life with you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it got me me to thinking about some, you know, stuff from my own personal life. And I was like, yeah, I mean, I went through some dark shit, but at the end of the day, 
I know that I actually absolutely impacted, you know, somebody's life and made them the happiest they've ever been. Yeah. You know, so. Yep. And you always got to think of that whenever, like, shit gets rough. You've done or did something that there's somebody else that will never forget it. And that's enough. That's enough. Doesn't have to be more than that. How did we get this existential on fucking talking about Marvelous Miss Maisel, huh? I don't know. <laughs> I guess but it's just on my mind recently. But the show's good. Yeah. Y'all should be watching it. It's amazing. If you haven't, why have you not started before now? And if you have, let us know what you think in the comments. Yeah. Let us know. Well, what grade would you give this episode? A uh, solid A. I think the intro was kind of a little boring, a little um, needless. I didn't see the point of it. I was like, oh, maybe they're trying to give us an angle of like, you know, Midge being a person before everything goes down. And I'm like, I don't care though. <laughs> so, but uh, other than that, no, the show, fucking episode's eight. Like, uh, it, it's a, I think one of the big things for me about um, the episode was Abe, Abe's realization that was a highlight of the whole yeah. series. Oh, yes, absolutely. To see that kind of character growth from him and how it came about, you know, when it's because he was always, especially early on, always portrayed as never paying attention to anything going on. Yeah. And now he is so observant of everything that's going on. Um, it, it, it can't help but hit him. It's like, oh, wow, look at me. I've been neglectful and awful. And it's time to stop being that way. So, you know, I'm, I'm hoping we have... A few more moments like that. I'm I'm just hoping for a good send off for these characters. Yeah. Uh, I also give it an A. You know, uh, I did chuckle at the uh, at the beginning when Joel and Midge are waiting on the headmistress, and she's like, "He's been smoking a pipe," and they're like, "Ethan, oh, your father." <laughs> and they didn't know that that was the reason why he was there. Or they were there because it was, you know, Abe was causing problems and not Ethan. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited. But hesitant. A little nervous. Yeah. I mean, you're right to be. It's like we talked about. It's, it's going away. So, you know. Oh, man. Well, what do you say we wrap this up and get out of here? Yeah, I'm going to go watch Shazam and then probably Mark, Miss Maisel. So. Um, the new Shazam's on HBO. Well, sorry, it's on just Max. It's on Max. Maximilian, the streaming service. Uh, 
Yeah, so next week, guys, all we have right now is uh, Marvelous Miss Maisel series finale. Uh, unfortunately, there's not really a whole lot else. And if there was, I haven't been paying attention because <laughs> I'm so busy. I'm so busy. I got so much going on. Um, but uh, make sure you follow us on all socials listed down below. If we do find anything else, hopefully we'll fucking put it on social so you guys can keep up with us. If not, you know the drill. We'll just surprise you with it next episode. Um, happens every fucking time. But yeah, make sure you follow the socials down below anyway because we try to keep you updated on what's going on or if uh, um, like we really wanted everyone to kind of join in on the summer movie wager this year and we didn't get any fucking, we didn't get enough. We just didn't get enough. So it's just Maya and I. We're probably going to make a small wager. But it is what it is. Um, but yeah, follow those down below. Uh, if you guys like a, a, a piece of merch which are with our faces on it, um, you can do that over on the Teespring store. When the link is down below for that. Um, and if you made it to this far in the podcast, use code AQU15 for 15% off your order. That is AQU15 at checkout to get 15% off your order. Uh, other than that, I got no other notes. Maya, where can folks find you? You can find me on Facebook under my name, Maya Dawn Fisher. It's a public profile. It's also linked to my Instagram and my Twitter account. Uh, so it's your one-stop shop to check out everything that I'm up to. And Oh, uh, yeah, I got an account restriction again. Again. Oh, that's right. Yeah. This time it only affects my group posts, so my group posts are only moved down in the feed for another 25 days. That's great. I wasn't trying to sell anything. <laughs> <clears throat> fucking Facebook. That's yet people on yet people on Twitter can send me fucking open death threats and publicly. Yeah. And nothing happens now because they removed the hate speech protection for trans users. Oh Jesus. Yeah, fuck you, Elon Musk. At one point, I almost had a smidge of respect for him when he said, if somebody gives me a plan to solve world hunger, I'll pay for it and do it. And then the fucking, like, I can't remember what organization it was, gave him three different proposals, and he just ignored it and scoffed at the fucking matter. It's like, well, I was like, you know, you could have earned the respect of millions of people. And now you're just the biggest piece of shit douchebag on the fucking planet that hasn't held political office. <clears throat> yeah. Yep. So, anyway, that's me. Where can people find you, Greg? Uh, you can find me under Chub Ruck Geek on all socials, um, even on that shithouse website called Twitter. Uh, but yeah, you can find me there. I, I don't post a whole lot, but you know. Eh. You follow me anyway. I might get back into posting uh, clips from playing video games, you know, in a while when I'm not as busy. But yeah, um, that's it. Chubberucky on all socials. Guys, thank you so much for listening. Remember the series finale of Marvelous Miss Maisel next week. It's going to be emotional. I guarantee it. Whether we're angry or sad, it'll be one of those two. Um, or happy, uh, maybe happy. I'm hoping happy. I'm hoping for that. But uh, yeah, we'll see. Um, but guys, thank I you hope. again. Thank you. For, thank you so much for being here. Uh, remember to f- 
remember, always fucking remember, fuck the GOP. Fuck them so hard. Especially that drunk one in Texas. The fuck was that about? Um, uh, fuck the NRA. You know, they'd rather have their fucking toys than protect children, so fuck them. Um, guys, donate and help where you can. People are hurting all over the place. They need help. People need help constantly. Find a local shelter. Find an organization. Something to, to help with, because you need to get out there and do better. Um, we'll see you next week. Take care, everybody. <laughs>